been looking at anxiety recently. It feels it's an important uh, topic to spend some time investigating. And we've spent a little bit of time and energy exploring how we can get on top of anxiety if we are unfortunate enough to experience that or be prone to it from time to time. It seems appropriate that we look or do an inventory or on our anxiety and check in with it rather than just let it run in the background and just get used to anxiety. You know, we don't need to be anxious as much as we are. There are things that are a worry to us, I'm sure. But to fall into a habitual state of anxiety, that is very debilitating. So very much the theme of what I've been trying to encourage you all to explore in this last 10 days or so is the idea of actually allowing yourself to be a more relaxed person in general. You know, it's incredible when I ask around how few people really do feel that they are able to relax deeply. We look for ways of switching off but don't necessarily get into a deeply relaxed and deeply settled state. And, and you know, many of you, even with your meditation, are only getting a, a kind of a break from yourself, but not getting into a deeply, deeply chilled space because it's not your habit to be relaxed. So I am really encouraging you to invest time and energy into being more relaxed. And it's not as obvious as we might think. You know, you maybe have already looked for things that help you to relax and tried them all. Chill out music, a bit of therapy here and there. All the classic things that we might do, like we try yoga, we've done our meditation, we try hypnotherapy, all these kind of things, but we haven't actually made an agreement with ourselves to become a fundamentally relaxed person. We're basically a stressed, anxious, worried person trying to relax, <laughs> which of course means we only get marginal success. You know, it's really important to rewrite your narrative. If you have a highly involved storyline around the idea of being anxious. So, you know, ask yourself, do I actually know how to relax? Do I? Do I know actually how to switch off? Am I able to drop the things that worry me? And when we look at what we spend the most time worrying about, <gasps> goodness me, most often it's ourselves, isn't it? We're worried about ourselves. Oh, I don't know. I, I find that whole thing extremely vexing and exhausting. So what do we do if we are a self-worrier, a serial self-worrier? We have to find a greater trust in the power of life and start gradually to let go of this crippling need to feel in control of everything the whole time because we're just not. So come on, folks. You know, get a little bit of that 
Balu quality. You've all seen the Jungle Book. You know, learn to chill out a bit more, not take life so seriously. Because I think it's taking life so seriously that gets us into such a muddle. So, anyway, there we go. We are, by nature, far more worried than we should be, far more anxious than we should be. We don't spot the gap to relax in when we actually have the opportunity. What are your go-to little tricks when you need to switch off? Obviously, don't say meditation because (laughs) I guess you're into meditation. But, you know, sometimes meditation doesn't work for us, does it? Sometimes we're a little bit too scattered and we sit down to meditate. We find we're just frustrated by sitting there trying. So come on, let us know what you use. What's worked for you when you've got to switch off or dial down the stress levels? What are the things that you've found have actually reduced your level of anxiety and brought you back into a more calm or settled state? Because it's important, isn't it, that we know that when we are experiencing anxiety, that we can get ourselves or back ourselves out of it. Or are you the sort of person that doesn't notice it happening to you and tightens it up and ratchets up the stress levels until you can barely breathe and finds yourself every now and then in a crisis situation where you're completely overwhelmed? Yes, Maoli, music, of course. You know, I don't think we use music the way we used to. I know I don't know, but I don't see so many people and I don't tend to do it the way I used to do you remember the days of sitting down and listening through a whole album of music and get really lost in it really following the journey that the musician was taking you on nowadays we have music in our background quite often without necessarily getting absorbed in it in which case it's only another distraction but it's not reprogramming us In order to dial out of stress, we have to actually give our attention completely to something that isn't stressing us. Now, music is extremely helpful, but to just use it in the background is only going half the way. It's company, it's in a way comforting to have a bit of music if you're a little bit feeling a little bit raw. But to actually sit down and become really absorbed in music piece of music that you love and really give yourself over it can be enough to switch you out of that tangled tense knot of anxiety into a more settled state of course yes being in nature has an amazing effect on us but the same thing applies there you know if you're really really distracted and stressed and you go for that walk that you normally go for your whole way you're chewing on your thoughts or even maybe you're playing with your phone, you go to nature, you take that walk, but you stayed wrapped up in yourself. You haven't made the connection to that bigger picture around you. And so you haven't 
made the transition out of that self-focused, worried state. It's easy to have a walk, isn't it? For half an hour, walk through a beautiful wood and get to the other side and we didn't notice anything. Why? Because even whilst we're out in nature, even while we're walking, we're doing the thing we know we enjoy, we stayed focused and absorbed with ourselves. And so we're still stressed at the end of it. So try to reflect upon this. The key to backing ourselves out of an anxious state is to give ourselves wholeheartedly to something else. And it doesn't actually matter really what it is. If you're going to walk on the beach or walk in nature, then you have to turn up for it. Or you take your anxiety for a walk and it's still with you at the end. You have to walk yourself out of your anxious state into a state where you feel connected to what's going on around you. So all of these things that we might normally turn to, like, yeah, like music or reading a book or going for a walk in nature, they only work when we surrender to them and become completely absorbed. So remember that next time. Huh? If you find yourself doing the thing that you normally do to get yourself out of a funk, ask yourself, well, that's because I haven't completely surrendered myself to it yet. are always preoccupied about time or if it's not time a sense that you don't have enough time or that you're in a rush you know i think our relationship with time has a really big or is a really big factor in the degree to which we uh, experience anxiety you know it quite often is the case that we simply give ourselves too many things to do and then we're anxious about the fact that we don't feel we've got enough time. We're rushed. Being rushed is an insipid uh, cause for stress and anxiety. You know, I've been practicing recently asking much less of myself of a day. So I've given myself less to do. I set my, I suppose, my sights less high so that I'm able to really, really open up and enjoy the doing of every little thing in my day. And make sure that there's a little bit of space between one thing that you're planning to do and, and, and another. Now, I used to be terrible at this. I got this from my father, you know, when I was growing up. My mother is this sort of woman who would always be ready long before it was time to leave. She's so well organized and sit quietly. So she would be very relaxed on say that they've got an appointment to go to. My father would just muddle himself out of the door absolutely at the last moment. So, of course, my mother becomes <laughs> stressed about the fact that they might be late on, him, on account of him. And he didn't seem to worry at all about the fact that they might be late. But, of course, somewhere inside, it is vexing to sort of get yourself to do things right at the last minute. I always used to go to the airport at the absolute last minute and just about get on the plane before uh, it, the boarding close on the on the you know because I just don't like being at airports 
But I realised that that's a terrible state to be in because you're worried about whether the taxi is going to get to the airport on time. You're worried about if you're going to get through check-in before it closes. You're worried about whether you're going to get to the gate. And then you get on the aeroplane and you're utterly exhausted. So I completely changed that. I changed my habit of doing things at the last minute. And it did make a really big difference. And I did notice, actually, it's a relief I don't like hanging around at an airport any more than you do, but to make sure that you've got time so that you're never thinking about whether you're going to be late or going to miss something. You know, how many trains have I missed in my life by turning up at the last minute and the railway crossing was down or something like that when there was too many people queuing for the ticket? So... I don't know. I've changed my attitude towards time. My mother was going on at me about it for years and years and years. And why don't you give yourself more time? And I was on the other end of the spectrum saying, because, you know, I just don't want to sit around faffing about waiting for things to happen. (laughs) But you know what? She was right. But for one thing, what was the bit she wasn't right about? Mum, you might even be listening, but, you know, She might have been right about giving herself enough time, but it might have been on account about worrying too much about being late. So, you know, it's all about getting the balance right, isn't it? But generally, you know, I I think this last, I don't know, let me work this out. I would say probably since leaving England, I guess, I've started to embrace the t- the idea of giving much more time to getting things done. And you know what you find out? You get a lot more done by giving everything more time. So, you know, stress or anxiety or putting yourself under pressure is always counterproductive. But the other thing is, you know, ask ourselves, we should ask ourselves this question. Why do we think that we always have to be asking the most out of ourselves? Does asking the most out of ourselves and sort of striving for the most equal the most rewarding and satisfying experience? Hmm. You know, I really don't think it does. I see those people who are charging around, always doing something, and it even appears to be really exciting. But I've watched them when they're doing those things, and they're never really settled. You know, I I met up with uh, some friends in Ibiza a few months ago. And, you know, these are the sort of jet-set types who are always sort of moving around from one place to the other. And when they get there, they've got the most incredible setup, beautiful villa, you know, nice booking at restaurant, nice booking at a, at a table reserved at a beach club, nice place on the beach to go, plans for dinner, plans for nighttime. But, you know, I joined them for lunch one time and I sat with them and I realized that they were, they never really arrived And they were gone before they'd even arrived off to the next thing. And all these extraordinary things that they had planned, they'd packed so much into their agenda that they never stopped and 
gave themselves completely to what was there. So there they are on the beach, this fantastic beach, this beautiful restaurant, amazing food. And they can't even sit still. They're up and down, they're on the phone, they're talking to the waiter, they're planning, you know, someone to get them to the next place. And it's like, goodness me. You know, so you all these amazing things. If you have too many things you're trying to do, you might find that these amazing things that should be the absolute peak of your day or your week, you they come and go and you don't even really appreciate them. So I, you know, I, I even as a meditation teacher, I'm willing to admit that, um, and I see this also as a habit, that, you know, meditation isn't going to get you out of a funk every single time. And also, I recognize that there is a type of person who sees that, well, because I have my meditation sort of scheduled in my life, my 20 minutes of meditation a day, I can make the rest of my day supercharged knowing that I'm going to sit down and chill just for that 20 minutes. You know, that's not enough, folks. It would be better that you gave yourself more time and didn't bother meditating so that you weren't so vexed when you did come to sit and meditate. So, you know, are you the sort of person whose calendar is full, who all day long, every single day knows what you're doing and is dashing around from one thing to another? Uh, well... You know, I know these habit patterns are not easy to break. But by making this reflection, looking in and saying, well, is this one of the things that means that I don't feel as at peace with myself as I should? And asking yourself whether you could feel more relaxed. then maybe you might start to reassess things. But then, of course... We find that when we do have a little bit of space, if we are a restless person, if we are a hyper person, we don't know what to do with ourselves when we've got a bit of empty space. And of course, that's another thing entirely, learning how to be with ourselves in a quiet moment. And how many people don't even know how to do that? Well, I don't know. We're a funny old bunch, aren't we, really? (laughs) 